Welcome to the Newson Health Menopause Podcast. I'm Dr. Louise Newson, a GP and menopause specialist, and I'm also the founder of the Menopause Charity. In addition, I run the Newson Health Menopause and Wellbeing Clinic here in Stratford-upon-Avon. Today on this podcast, I'm going to introduce to you my mother-in-law, Kay Anderson, who I've been trying to persuade for the last few months to record with me because as many of you might have heard, I recorded my mother about a year ago and a lot of people found it really interesting to hear her views about HRT. So I have Kay with me today and I'm delighted to introduce you to her. So thanks, Kay, for agreeing to be recorded today. My pleasure. So I'm not sure whether you are actually officially the person that I know who's taken HRT for the longest but you must be up there in the records. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. So how long have you been taking HRT for? I think I was 36 when I first started taking it. And are you allowed to say how old you are now? (laughs) 85. (laughs) I don't usually share that with the world but... (laughs) Oh, well, it's great that you have, because I think it's really important, because as you know, we see and speak to a lot of women in the clinic, but also just generally through social media, who have been told they have to stop taking HRT, or they're too old to take it, or they're not allowed to take it at a certain age. And I'm not sure that anyone's going to stop you taking your HRT, are they? No, they're definitely not. (laughs) No, I shall take it forever. Excellent. So tell us what happened then when you were, because 36 is young, obviously, to be starting to take hormone replacement therapy. So what happened to you when you were in your 30s? When I was 34, I had a hysterectomy. And that was because of fibroids. They started to grow again. As I didn't want any more children, I'd got three. I decided that hysterectomy would be better for me. At least my gynecologist told me that. Mm. And he was quite right. And for the first six months, I felt absolutely amazing. It was the best thing I'd ever done. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly the depression hit me. It was actually just like a black cloud had been just thrown over me, a black cloth, I mean. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't believe it. It just one moment. I was so happy and, you know, just everything in my life was perfect. And the next moment, a black cloth had been put over me. And I, I was just serving Alec his lunch. I gave him his lunch and just walked away upstairs and and just sat on the bed and just sobbed my heart out. Mm. And a few minutes later, he came up holding Paul, who was only, what, just 15 months old. No, he was just over a year old. And he just said, you know, this is what's happened, and told me. He said, um, if you put it this way, you've lost the uterus. And the ovaries haven't got a football to play with anymore. <laughs> Made me laugh about it, and that helped. But he was very good being a GP. He knew what to do, and uh, he just talked kindly to me. But it didn't get any better, really. I had a really hard time. Mm. And I happened to read a book called Feminine Forever by Robert Wilson, MD. And I just couldn't put this book down. And I knew when I was reading it, this is what's wrong with me. I need this estrogen. So I gave it to my gynecologist, who was very good. He sent for the papers from America. When he had them back, he said, look, hey, if you'd like to be a guinea pig, you know, let's try it. So I had the tablets in those days. And I Mm. just put the two tablets, actually. And um, after six days, literally, it was on the Saturday morning, I woke up and I thought, Oh my God, I'm normal. I just leapt wow. out of bed, 
it's me, I'm back. You know, I really did. It was just the most amazing feeling. It really was. And I took this for about oh, just over four years, I think. And then he said, now, look, you've got to make a decision if you want to carry on taking it or if you're going to give it up. And I was on my way to college. I was teaching at the time at Coventry Tech. And I thought, I just feel so amazing. I'm going to see my students and I'm going to do this, that and the other with them. And I thought, well, I'm going to take my chances. I'm just going to keep on it. I just made a decision there and then. And mm. I've been taking it ever since. And I will never stop. Since then, <laughs> I then went on to taking the, um, I had the implant mm. and um, used that for quite a few years. And then, of course, you suggested that I use the gel. Mm. And that is absolutely amazing. That's wonderful. So I'm on the gel, absolutely. But all that time ago, there weren't many people taking estrogen then, were there? No, there weren't. What did your friends think? Did you talk about taking it or did you just get on and I did, did actually. Yeah. I tried to sell it to all my friends, but they just said no. They were worried about breast cancer and all sorts of things. But I just felt so well, Louise, that I was mm. determined I wasn't going to give it up. Because mm. I knew the minute I did, I'd be back where I was. And I didn't want to go back down that black route, which is so awful. Mm. You know, the despair. I, there I was with a lovely family. And I suddenly, out of nowhere, felt this utter and total despair, wondering what I had to live mm. for. And it was just horrible. And, and I remember when Alec came up and found me there, and he got Paul in his arms. And he put Paul on the floor and he ran to the dressing table and got two tissues and stuff, one in each eye. <laughs> and I just thought, no, I don't want to be like this. So I'm determined to keep on HRT. It's, I mean, it's very frightening, isn't it? It is, Because actually. a lot of people think the menopause is just about some hot flashes and sweats and women can get through it. No. But this psychological effect, the low mood, the feeling of despair, the feeling of low self-worth is really haunting, actually, for a lot of women. And so many women don't realise it's related to their hormones. In some ways, it was almost easier for you because you had an operation. So there was something that had changed in your life. But... For a lot of women, these symptoms yes. come on really gradually and they think it's something else that's causing it. And as many of you who are listening know, I see in my clinic every week we see women who are suicidal. And I saw a lady recently in my clinic and she also, like you, had had a hysterectomy and she'd had both her ovaries removed as well. So therefore she had no hormones and she began to feel very dark, like you describe, and she self-harmed and then she tried to kill herself and the psychiatrist sectioned her because she was worried they were worried about her and she said it's my hormones and they said no it's not your mad you just need more antidepressants and kept increasing the dose and then her daughter reached out to me through my Instagram and said I'm really worried about my mother I think you might be able to help her and you know it's very very frightening for these people and this lady quite rightly she said I know I'm not mad I know it's my hormones because it's just happened since my ovaries have been removed so when you know there's an event and something's changed then just putting two and two together and making four it's quite obvious then isn't it that it's related it's very frightening though it is really I mean I'll never forget that total despair I felt mm. it was just really frightening and, you know, it's only because I got Alec there reassuring me. He was always so kind and gentle. 
So, Did he have many patients at that time who were taking HRT? No, no, he didn't. But because of me, he did after that. Mm. And it takes a while, doesn't it, for people to realise what's happening to you, to some people. Absolutely. And, you know, we see a lot of women who have been misdiagnosed with conditions such as fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue or depression, anxiety, and even now long COVID, who a lot of them it's related to their hormones. And we know it's related because when we give their hormones back to them, their symptoms improve. And the hormone or estrogen, but also testosterone are very important in our brains. They help our brains work. And as you know, the, the power of that hormone in our brains is often really just so strong but have many doctors tried to take you off your HRT over the years? Well yes because I think I've been taking the tablets for about four or five years when Stephen Lester died and so I was referred just to my GP and the GP didn't know anything about HRT but luckily Alec knew Danuta Gray who was the hormone queen in Edgbaston, and sent me there. Mm. She was amazing, and I went to see her for many years. She was very, very good. And it was because of her, really, that Alec then did send a lot of patients to her. So Mm. a lot of his patients were then on HRT. Which is so good. And the implants, as many of you listening might know, go in under the skin. And, And they were very common, actually, because they had the advantage of not having the risk of clot that tablets have. But as you know, you have to keep going back for them, don't you? You yes, can't we do. do the implant yourself. I used to go four times a year. Mm. And then it's quite hard sometimes to get the dose right. And sometimes with the implants, once they start reducing and wearing out, you can feel that effect coming on, can't you? Oh, you can. Yeah. You can, absolutely, yes. You suddenly know when that's going. Mm. And I know Alec would say, I think it's time you went back and had another implant. (laughs) But with the gel that you've given me, I can control that. Yes, and that's the big thing. Certainly we don't offer implants in the clinic because all our patients can control themselves. Sometimes it's a combination. We give them patches and gel. I've got some patients who have tablets and patches or gel. So they can be in control because when you need a doctor to do a procedure, then that's quite hard, isn't it? Because if you can't make the appointment yes, or the is. doctor's away, then it's very hard. And now a lot of implants are only available privately and they can be quite expensive. Very expensive, so, actually. Yeah, so actually the gel for the majority of people is available on the NHS. It should be available to everyone, of course, on the NHS. But it's very safe and very very easy to use, isn't it? It rubs in very easily. Yes. Yes, I have a prescription from the GP mm. and they're very happy to give it to me. They are now, anyway. <laughs> I thought it was the last thing I ever do. I should be putting that on before I go. (laughs) Which is great because, you know, you've had a hysterectomy and women who've had a hysterectomy and use oestrogen have actually a lower risk of breast cancer, which is quite different to how people think because over many years people have thought oestrogen is the bad guy almost and oestrogen can cause breast cancer, whereas actually there isn't any evidence to support that at all and some long-term data that came out not that long ago shows that women who have oestrogen-only HRT, so women who've had a hysterectomy, actually have a lower future risk of breast cancer. But as you know, there's also lots of benefits, not just you feel better, but your health actually really benefits from oestrogen. Yes, absolutely. I used to take the progesterone, but I can't take that anymore. No. It just doesn't seem to suit me at all. Yes, which is interesting. So a lot of women 
it's hard to know the figures around 10% of women do have some progesterone intolerance and women who've had a hysterectomy don't usually need progesterone anyway some people like it it actually makes them feel quite calm and helps them sleep but a lot of women do find they have some side effects but the more natural body identical progesterone often has less side effects than older types but certainly the oestrogen that we use now is this body identical oestrogen so it's derived from fresh yams so it's not derived from horse's urine which probably the tablets that you were on years ago was probably derived from pregnant horse's urine oh right so things have moved on quite a lot but they have haven't they but certainly when you started hrt i mean i don't know how much information you were given really where you you probably were just prescribed it and told to take it were you well, all I knew is that it just made me feel so good mm. that I wasn't about to give it up. And I was always very busy. <laughs> and I never wanted to feel tired like yes. I did before yeah. I had it. So I was suddenly back to normal, lots of energy and enthusiasm for life. So, no, I've never changed my mind about it. And it doesn't matter how many times anyone would tell me that maybe it's not good for me. I know it is. And I just listen to myself and my own body. And you're absolutely right. And there's been so much controversy about oestrogen. In fact, I was doing some work early this morning preparing for a talk. And one of my slides, I was comparing the benefits of oestrogen to reduce risk of heart attacks compared to statins, you know, the drugs that reduce cholesterol. And there's more evidence to support the use of oestrogen to lower future risk of heart disease than there is for statins. And as you know, lots of people take statins. And there is some evidence, actually, that statins increase risk of developing breast cancer. Yet no one has warned that at all. And statins are given out left, right and centre. But there's something about hormones, female hormones, that almost makes some healthcare professionals want to know there's a risk or want to think there's a risk. Mm. And I remember giving a presentation a few years ago and there was a gynecologist talking just after me about something else. I think she was talking about fibroids, actually. But she sat in my talk and there were questions after from GPs. And I remember one GP said, we have a policy in our practice that every woman, when she reaches her 70th birthday, she stops HRT. And I said, but why would you do that? They said, well, because of the risks. And then this gynecologist said, well, it's rather addictive. We want to wean these women off. And I said, but I don't understand. It's not an antidepressant. It's not something that is addictive. Women, actually, she said, well, women feel so well on it. And they feel awful after, but they've just got to get through that time. And I said, but I don't understand why. You wouldn't stop thyroxin if they had an underactive thyroid gland, why would you stop a really natural hormone? But it's always a lot of doctors have this inbuilt in them that they feel that it's wrong if a woman takes her own hormones. Oh dear, oh dear, that's terrible. Yeah. That really is terrible, that's shocking. Yes, I know. And then we see also quite a lot of women who want to start taking HRT when they're in their 60s, 70s, even 80s, because they've missed out, because there's a lot of women, I'm sure, you know, some of your friends who never took HRT, and then they start reading about the benefits to their heart, their bones, their brains, and they're saying, am I too old to start taking HRT? And the evidence is not as clear. We know that when women start taking HRT within 10 years of their menopause, 
the benefits are the most for their health, for their bones, their heart, their brain. But there is some evidence that even a low dose can still help bones, even when started older. So more than 10 years after the menopause. And we had someone recently in the clinic who was 90 and she decided for her 90th birthday to treat herself to a consultation and start HRT. Oh, that's wonderful. So there's lots of people on my Instagram who say, is my mother too old or am I too old? And I think no one's too old to start something at all. Well, I don't take any other medication. Mm. And a lot of my friends that are not on HRT are on all sorts of medication. Mm. Which does speak volumes, doesn't it? I mean, you know, obviously my mother, who's spoken before, is on a podcast, takes HRT. And I think the two of you are incredible because you're physically strong you're mentally strong and you know that speaks volumes and obviously who knows what you both would be like without HRT but I'm sure your bones would be a lot weaker your Mm. hearts probably it's such an important hormone for every single cell in our body so have you got any friends that take HRT I'm just trying to think no I haven't (laughs) because the friends that are my age no they don't take it Mm. but they're on all sorts of other medication which is very sad Mm. and if I mention this to them they say well I can't take it because you know because of blood drops or something and it's often they can they just haven't been given the right information which is desperately sad and very sad isn't it Mm. very sad yeah absolutely and in fact just before I left my general practice I did an audit I just looked at prescriptions of all women who were in nursing homes and residential homes and care homes and warden control flats and I wanted to know how many of these women were taking HRT can you guess the number that I found none yeah zero (laughs) zero yeah Yeah. and Rebecca Lewis the clinical director with me in the clinic she did the same for her patients as well just in the practice she had a look because it's quite easy on the computer system to see and again there were none It doesn't tell you, obviously, it doesn't tell you that taking HRT will keep you out of a residential home or a nursing home, but I'm sure it is related because most women I know who are older who take HRT are physically and mentally very strong. And we know actually from data that women who take HRT for more than 18 years have a lower risk of death from all causes, actually, including from cancer. So that's quite amazing, actually. And also, you know, just thinking about how young you were, We know that when women are under the age of the natural menopause, so as you know, the natural menopause is 51, but when women are in their 30s and have an early menopause, there's an increased risk of so many more diseases, actually, even diseases such as lung disease or kidney disease and other psychological diseases such as bipolar depression or schizophrenia also increase without hormones. And There's um, some work showing that women age a lot quicker without hormones. And when we say age, it's not just the skin or the way they look. It's internally the organs just become older quicker because estrogen is so important. And it makes sense when you understand how estrogen works. It really does. Yes. Well, I'm going to keep on taking it, Louise. And thanks to you. (laughs) (laughs) I shall certainly keep taking the gel. Yes, well, it's great. And it's really lovely. I think it's very reassuring, hopefully, for people to listen, to know how safe it is and how important it is for you to be in control. You know, even just you saying how you know your own body. And I think that's really important because I think for many years, even now, sadly, women are not 
recognized as being independent beings. It's almost like we're controlled by male healthcare professionals often, or sometimes yeah. even women as well. But I do often think if this was a male problem, we wouldn't be in such a mess as we are now. Oh, I'm quite sure. You know, it's quite scandalous, actually, that so few women take HRT when we know the benefits outweigh yes. the risks. And it's almost been allowed to happen for so long. And that's what I find really sad. You know, we know that yes. osteoporosis is far more common in women. We know dementia is far more common in women. Mm. We know suicides are more common in women in their 50s. But no one knows looking into it. It's almost just that's the way it yes. is. It doesn't seem right, does it? Thank goodness you're doing something about it. <laughs> Telling the whole world. Yeah, well, it's important yeah. though, isn't it? I was talking well, to... Well, you've got to, Louise. Mm. You really have. Well, I just I feel like a bit of a mission. But I was talking to um, a professor in India today, actually. And yes. she runs the Indian Menopause Society for Doctors. And she was asking oh, right. about my clinic and she was really interested to hear about it and also to hear about the app balance that we've produced. Yes. But she said, well, how many of your patients, Louise, actually take HRT? I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, what's your pickup? How many? And I said, well, the vast majority. That's what they come to the clinic for is for HRT because they've often been refused it elsewhere. And she said, that's really interesting because all the women we see in our menopause clinic probably only about 20% will take HRT because they're so scared and they don't have the understanding. Really? Yeah, it's quite oh, something, isn't sad. it? It is really that sad. Is very sad. And she yes. said most of the doctors, especially the GPs in India, are not giving HRT at all. They're too scared to prescribe it, so they're promoting other treatments instead of HRT. Oh, dear. Mm. That really is very sad. Yes, and she also said that the average age of the menopause in India is four years younger than in the UK. It's about 47. And a lot of women in India have hysterectomy early. So there's a lot more who are even younger. So these poor women are just being denied HRT, but also they're denied the knowledge. They don't know what's going on. And I yeah. think this is really important. I think it's about women being allowed to have a choice, isn't it? It is. It's all about choice. Mm. And I think um, certainly, you know, 30, 40 years ago, women didn't have as much choices as they do now, do they? No, they didn't, did they? No, if your GP said no, that was it. Yes. And I think generally, I think, you know, gosh, you've always worked, you've got a great talent with your sewing and your designing, but that was quite unusual to work as hard as you've done and, like you say, to lecture. I think... Things have changed, haven't they, over the decades that have, women now have a voice, which perhaps they didn't have quite so much before, did they? That's true, yes. But once we find our voice, we don't shut up very easily, do we? We don't like to be quiet, do we? <laughs> no. No. I want to tell everybody and share it yeah. <laughs> so that everybody can feel fit and well. Mm. So. No, I think it's, it is so important because... I mean, it's easier now to share knowledge than it was before, wasn't it? I think it you, is, know, yes, you could yes. obviously tell your friends, but it's not so easy to look up information or to find no, out what true. others are doing in the way that we can now. But you've written your book anyway, so at least a lot of people can you know, read mm. your book and find out a lot. Yes, and it's having information that's based on the available evidence as well, which is really important because, as you know, there's so much misinformation out there which really upsets me because it, then it scares people. Yes, it does, of course. And I do try and put them right when I hear anybody <laughs> saying anything wrong because, you know, 
everybody should be able to access this. They mm. really should. If they need HRT, they should be able to take it. Yes, absolutely. It's so important. It is. You're doing a wonderful job anyway. <laughs> oh, you're very kind. Keep at it, Louise. <laughs> Keep at it. I know it's hard. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Definitely. I think there are lots of times when I go to bed and think, what on earth am I doing? Maybe I should just give more time to the children and to you know looking after the house no. better but it's very hard isn't it because I hate the suffering and I hate hearing you know I know about how people suffer needlessly you know we all have suffering in our lives that we can't avoid yeah but if there is something that can change by having something as simple as hormones it's really not rocket science it's such a simple thing isn't mm. it mm. such a simple thing to do each day to you know put on the gel and you're right for the day then. That's right. Just amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, I hope everyone who's listening has found this interesting and informative. And I have written a fact sheet on my website about starting HRT many years after the menopause or continuing it many years after the menopause, which hopefully people can refer to as well. So, Just before we finish, Kay, just to put you on the spot, I always ask for three take-home tips from my guests. So I was wondering if you could just say three things to actually encourage women. So if women have been told by their doctor they need to come off HRT because they're a certain age, what three things would you just advise those women to do? Change their GP for a start. (laughs) Just say, absolutely, no, you must keep on it. Do not give it up. You just mustn't give it up. Because if you do, you'll just be right back to where you started. Yes. And you don't want that. So please don't give it up. So maybe see another doctor, which I think is really important. Absolutely, yes. Don't give up. And then perhaps talk about it to your family as well. And I think... Yes. Or friends, because I think... Tell your friends and family. Mm, I think that's very important. Or even ask a family member to come with you to the doctor or nurse or whoever it is who's prescribing the HRT because I think a lot of women will take their first consultation as the only way so if a doctor or nurse says no that's it they think that's all they can do but actually it is worth exploring someone else in the surgery and maybe going with someone else or if it's a remote consultation having someone with you on the screen to say well actually why are you stopping because if I think about you taking oestrogen what are your risks? Actually, you don't have any. There's no risk of clot or stroke because it's going through Mm. the skin into your bloodstream. There's no risk of breast cancer. I've already said there's probably a lower risk of breast cancer. So actually, why would I stop it? As If I was your doctor, why would I stop you having something? Because there are absolutely no risks, but there are plenty of benefits. And sometimes I do speak to doctors when patients have been refused or women have been refused HRT and they say well they're just worried about the risks and when I say to them well what are the risks then they say well oh gosh I didn't realize how safe it was so it's often a misunderstanding so I think it's important that women can try and educate their doctors as well at the same time because it will help other people yes as I say I will not give it up (laughs) (laughs) never ever Brilliant. So, well, thank you ever so much for sharing everything. It's been really, really useful and informative. So, thanks, thank you, Kay. Louise. Oh, thank you. Thank you for all the help you've given me as well. Oh, thank you. For more information about the perimenopause and menopause, you can go to my website, menopausedoctor.co.uk, 
or you can download our free app called Balance, available through the App Store and Google Play.